0: to bring class action claims under what often involve consumer fraud statutes of various states so um, you can you can protect yourself uh, in many ways against those types of claims by being exceedingly clear in these descriptions because once the nFT is created and and put out onto the blockchain everything in this description becomes uh, locked as part of as part of the metadata um, in this case we've also included uh, important, uh, disclaimers and and restrictions about the intellectual property that's included in this particular NFT. Things like you're not, as we talked about earlier, buying the NFT does not transfer the underlying copyright to the artwork. Buying the NFT does not transfer or does not give you any rights to use the trademark in any particular way. It's basically you're buying it for your own personal enjoyment and you can use it and display it for non-commercial purposes. Um, so there could be other types of limitations that you might want to state in here, uh, and also describe other things that are part of part of your NFT, like off-chain assets. If if owning this NFT gives you rights to, I don't know, things like concert tickets or other things like that, you want to be um, clear about it here so that you always have something English, right, and legible, something that is not computer code based to point back to and easily say, this is what you bought and you knew what you were buying. Um, it's also important to make sure that that description actually corresponds with the, 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 what the smart contract is actually designed to do. Uh, in the case of OpenSea, they make that pretty easy because it's a standard, it's a standard contract. Um, so moving down, there are some other aspects here of the NFT. You can choose which collection in your, in your profile you're gonna put into it. Um, there are properties that you can add uh, often, in the case of things like crypto, CryptoPunks or, or racehorses, these might include things like is it male or female? Um, you could say it has a personality that is happy or sad. You could describe the color. Um, all of these types of things that become part of the NFT, which can be useful in terms of users searching for different types of NFTs. Uh, if someone is looking for NFTs to use in connection with a particular online game or something, they might need it to have certain quality. So this is where you put in those those types of things. Um, There are levels similar similar thing their prop they could their properties it could be like the speed of a particular racehorse that you're minting into this NFT because believe it or not there are websites and entire worlds out there uh, for breeding and racing and betting on uh, virtual racehorses that essentially consists of of NFTs. There are stud farms, where you can put your NFT racehorses together and breed a new racehorse. And all of these types of qualities, um, the properties that you put into this NFT would, in in those examples, become basically the DNA of of the horse. Um, So all these types of properties, uh, if if you have more than one edition of an NFT, you would state it here. Um, You might also include unlockable content Uh, which only becomes, as it says here, can only be revealed by the owner of the item. Now, um, that could include things like, um, uh, like I said before, concert tickets, or it could include a link to a a higher resolution file of the artwork that is part of the NFT. Um, But you have to be careful here from a legal perspective, make sure it's something that you can and you do deliver. make sure you've described it clearly in your description because if your description says the unlockable content includes one thing and what you actually deliver is something else, someone paid a lot of money for it, uh, that's the type of thing that you could end up finding yourself on the receiving end of a lawsuit. Uh, it's particularly true if this is a large scale NFT issuance um, with with multiple additions and multiple potential plaintiffs or class members. Um, also, you know, importantly, if you're gonna get into unlockable content, if it's if it's content that you don't describe clearly, or if it's something where the buyer doesn't know, or what the content is, is going to be randomly assigned, some of it might be more valuable than others, you could end up tripping over state gambling and lottery laws too. So you have to be be careful that you're not basically turning your NFT into a, a virtual scratch off card where someone's buying it, and they don't know what they're getting, but they might end up getting something valuable at that point. Um, uh, OpenSea also, you know, allows you to uh, specify if there's any objectionable content here to keep uh, to, to keep it uh, keep it clean, so to speak, and that, that helps to protect um, against uh, issues that might arise under the Child Online Protection Act and and uh, pornography laws. Uh, right now, OpenSea uh, uses the Ethereum blockchain, as I said, um, for the most part. Uh, that's where all of this uh, NFT magic happens. Now, the metadata, as I said before, everything we entered on this page eventually becomes part of the metadata of the NFT. Um, once you've created it, you do have the opportunity to freeze that metadata, but before you do that, and I'll show you this after, you can edit it. So once it's frozen, that's it. It's on the blockchain um, and it's it's basically minted in there. Um, the... Uh, the, the way the blockchain works is basically it, it, the Ethereum, Ethereum blockchain, like all blockchains, it's, a, it's distributed ledger technology. So technically it's a consensus of replicated and synchronized data that is spread geographically across multiple nodes um, all over the place, actual computers everywhere. Um, so when a node wants a transaction in the blockchain, it sends it to its peer nodes, which then send it to their peer nodes and so on and so on and so on, you think of that commercial from when we were younger. I don't remember what it was for, but she told two friends and she told two friends and he told two friends, et cetera. And basically that's how the blockchain gets uh, gets populated. Um, blockchain miners use lists of new transactions to create new blocks, which they then send to the rest of the network. And once the, the consensus is reached that the, the transactions on the block are accurate, that block becomes part of the blockchain. A next block would end up being in front of it in the chain and once that happens everything on that that block is permanent and can't be and can't be changed at that point so um that's you know part of the importance of of freezing the the metadata so we're going to go ahead and create the nft now what's happening here as we wait is uh the the creation of the nft has been sent out onto the blockchain and the nodes are actually doing the work that I just that I just discussed, right? So sometimes it takes a little while. Um, One other thing to note, which we're gonna talk about in a few minutes is the concept of gas. Uh, When you're on OpenSea, the first time that you um, create an NFT, there will be a transaction fee, which is called gas. We'll talk about that more in a minute, but because I've done this before, it didn't charge me any gas at this point. So we end up waiting a few minutes while the, the transaction is confirmed. There you go. We've now created the Foley and Lardner NFT. Um, OpenC gives you the ability to share this easily to Twitter, Facebook, by email. You can also have a link. Um, this is important because uh, you're now going to be talking about uh, your promotion and your marketing, and that's another area for legal liability, just like when you're promoting or marketing anything. You're going to want to make sure that you're complying with advertising restrictions and not tripping over any of those consumer fraud claims so that what you advertise and how you promote the NFT, needs to accurately represent what it actually is and what it does. Otherwise, you'll find yourself um, uh, on the end of those same types of claims we talked about before. Um, So we've now got our NFT created. Uh, Catherine, do you wanna talk a little bit about um, uh, the terms of service for using OpenSea and MetaMask at this point?
1: Yeah, thank you, Andy. Um, as you can see through the process that Andy just walked us through, it's very easy to go through the minting and the listing of the NFT without ever seeing what terms you're agreeing to and what legal framework applies to the whole, uh, to the whole, to the whole transaction. Um, but, you know, there are governing that governing legal terms that do apply. and It's important to be aware of what these are. Um, and typically what we'll see is. Uh, NFT marketplace terms of service. In this case, the marketplace that we're operating on is OpenSea, so it would be OpenSea's terms of service that would apply. And um, and you've also seen, right, a lot of these marketplaces are not entirely self-contained. They rely on third-party services such as MetaMask for certain functionalities. In MetaMask, an example of MetaMask, that would be the processing of those transactions and doing the the payment via the wallet um so a lot of times for these nft transactions we'll see various sets of platform terms being applied to to your uh, to your actions and your transactions on that platform and so for the OpenSea terms of service you know these are very um we've we've looked at these many times they're very standard you know nft marketplace terms of service there's a very um high assumption of risk by the user whether you're a buyer or seller and there's a whole slew of use restrictions that you would need to comply with when operating on the platform um i think some important things to look out for is you know a lot of nft marketplace platforms they may vary in in their terms a lot of them do have the